friends, this podcast is supported by Viator. With over 300,000 plus experiences across 2,500 destinations in a variety of categories, ranging from walking tours and cooking classes to multi-day excursions and helicopter tours, follow my link in the descriptions to get the perks and the discounts. Also supported by Maud, a modern intimacy, modern sexual wellness company built on quality, simplicity, and inclusivity. They're on a mission to make intimacy better for all of us people. Use my unique promo code AliciaE10 and get 10% off your purchases at the checkout. Also, never run out of clothes to wear. Use the link in my description for a discount on your membership for Rent the Runway. Support me in building the personal libraries for young readers in Houston. My link in the description will help you and lead you to donate for our book drive. Don't hesitate. See you there. Do you think it's important for us to find mentors? I, I, I think so. I think if you can, I think it's hard to find mentors. I think mentors tend to find you. Um, oh, interesting. Why, you, why do you find that? Why do you think that? Because when you lack the knowledge of something, you're not going to know who is knowledgeable about it instinctively, right? You're not going to necessarily see it. A lot what of people if you're talk. following people? What if you follow them on social? What if you um, see <laughs> them at different networking? This is kind of where these, yeah. these people are coming from. They're following these influencers. They see but these, we have to understand. these flashy, you But know. that's not, nine times out of ten, that's so not true. So how do they find a legit mentor? Someone who's going to be legitimately someone that's actually in the trenches, investing, making money decisions, talking to contractors, um, talking to the city of Houston for permits. I mean, there's a lot of components that go in there. Like, how do you handle, you know, um, the services that the house will require, the water, the gas, the electricity? Like, there's so many components that I feel like. The contractors, gosh, I think, are the most intimidating. You guys are like. Like, yeah, I know. That in itself. Well, so, so social media, we know, is not real life. Okay. Yes. So I don't right. know how many times I've seen realtors that I call 30K millionaires. They'll have a Rolex and they're sitting in a car they don't own. And there's this whole flash flash. Oh, my God. I'm going to write that Kind down. of personality. The 30K millionaire. <laughs> well, and you see that and you're like, listen, I know you're eating beans every night just so you can afford the payment of your of your car. So you can pretend <laughs> you're someone you're not. Yeah. You know, and, yes. you know, HGTV has ruined our industry because everyone thinks real estate is so easy and, and it's and not. Fun. No, yeah. and it's not fun. I would recommend going to... <laughs> Uh, organizations, okay. uh, events with organizations for the the Houston Association of Realtors, any kind of real estate networking events, um, and you'll have conversations with people. And then when you meet someone you think you like, ask around about them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong. You should, if you're investing your time and money with someone, there's nothing wrong with asking for references or, you know, going out and finding out more um, about them. You should do that because having a, and I've, I've been, you know, I've had that happen to me. Uh, had business partners that, you know, ended up stabbing me in the back, if you will. Of it, course, it's, it's yeah. part of your growing pains in business. No, it's happened to us too. And as yeah. much as we think that we know the person, we don't know them. You'd, and people are very different when it comes to yeah. doing business and handling money. Absolutely. Oh, it's exactly. When it comes to money, it's a whole other ball game. They'll say, "Yeah, I'll invest with you. I'll jump in with you." But then um, you're over there, like, "Oh, well, this guy needs to get paid. Are you going to pay?" 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can sell them right now. I mean, there's just so many components that comes to that. But I think a part of what we need to do, and we really need to incorporate this into the conversation, is let's share some of those secrets. Let's share some of the background secrets. Like, a lot of people don't know. Like, you, you mentioned earlier today something about, like, Oh, they don't know that they can you know, negotiate on a on a, on, a, on a title commission, or I you mentioned so something the, like that. So, for for example, for the premium that you pay is set by the state of Texas. Yes, by the Department of Insurance. So that can't be messed with. Which is the biggest chunk you pay for a title? Mm-hmm. The escrow fees are not escrow negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're set. Each title company sets their rate. And if, like, for me, we know we offer a lower rate for investors because we know we're going to get more business from them, and we want to be able to help them out. But we have to do that across the board. We cannot do favors. We have, we're an impartial third party. Yes. But what they can do is ask title companies or, you know, find a partner at a title company who has a, an, a lower fee for investors or builders, mm-hmm. um, and also they can help you through the nuances of buying even more so than a realtor. Unfortunately, most realtors don't know anything about the title process. They don't really understand it because they're like, okay, I dropped the contract off at the title company. I'm and out. That was it. I'll they're see you done. at closing, yeah. which is to me is not a good realtor. You're not, you're not performing your fiduciary obligations. You're a client. Mm-hmm. You have to be there as an advocate for them at every step of the process because we can't do that. You know, title is an impartial third party. Yes. As a realtor, I was always involved at every stage and level because, you you know, I have more knowledge than my client. Mm-hmm. If something goes awry, I want to be ahead of that. Absolutely. And I think as an investor, we appreciate when that realtor comes through for us and just kind of like leads us through the whole process. Yes. Because oh, definitely. Because we've had realtors. And if you're not working with a realtor, your title company is yeah. happy to answer those questions for you too. Okay, okay, okay. But if, if someone's making commission off you, like a realtor... Um, I mean, should yeah, you utilize I, them? Of course, yeah. But I think one of the things that we really definitely need to talk about is something that we need to bring up. Is like if you are an investor or you are somebody who's investing, like how how can you help somebody else get started in this, in this process? But the other thing that I've learned along the way in the three years is like we learned how to cut costs in certain areas so that our profit margin is higher. But a lot of people won't give you that information. They won't tell you how to negotiate with contractors or how or where you can like cut a little bit of a corner here. Gatekeeping. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of gatekeeping. There's a lot of that. And I find that a lot of investors that I talk to, they don't really want to share how they do things. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if somebody asks me a question and like, how did you negotiate with the painter on so and so's, you know, type of house? Did you, you know, talk about rooms? Did you talk about um, roofing or like the outdoor, the indoor, like how do you negotiate all that? I don't have a problem telling them how we talk well, about it, but nobody wants to tell us. Well, because those people have a scarcity mindset. Ah, and true. yeah, you know, nobody. We're not really competing with each other, right? I mean, maybe we're competing to buy a property or whatnot. But once you own the property, if I tell yeah. you how I negotiated with my painter. How is that going to negatively impact me if I'm sharing something with you? Mm -hmm. So those are people that need to be avoided. So if you're looking to get into investing, real estate, you need to avoid those kinds of gatekeeping people. Because one, the knowledge is out there for free. Yeah. Two, there are people out there who are willing to support you. I mean, there's women's investment groups. There's a women's council of realtors that I'm I'm a member Mm -hmm. of and I've been involved in for years at local and state level. Um, 
the gatekeeping doesn't benefit anybody. And the people who do that, to me, you must not be doing very well. Because if you were, you wouldn't feel the need to hold things so tightly. Information that anyone can go out there and get. Well, but I also get this other thing, Delara, where like, you want information, here's my calendar, here's my fee, and then let's get together. And like, that's how that's, it goes. And that's fine. If you have uh -huh. someone who, you know, if you want something more formal, like a coach or, or a consultant, mm -hmm. and they want to be paid for their time, I mean, we all have a right to ask to be paid for our time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also advise if someone's an investor to not hit up someone all the time, every day, who's answering questions for you for free. Because at some point, they're just going to cut you off. Yes. And you're also taking uh -huh. advantage of them. Yeah. Because you're taking up their time, uh, and there's no benefit for them. So I always try to partner with people where I'm like, look, I need your advice or help with this, and this is what I can do for you. Mm -hmm. So whenever you approach someone, okay, bring something of value to them. Mm -hmm. Don't just be a taker. And if you approach your business in that way, you will be successful. You will in a couple of years, have yeah. a whole team of successful people around you who are, uh, you know, basically like your teammates in the business. They may not be your business partners, but, you know, your your lender is a teammate, your title company is a teammate, your contractors are teammates because they help make the process happen and come together. So it's important to to come from a place of, I, I want to learn something, but, but I also want to give something. Yes, of course. No, and it's a it's a it's a give and take kind of relationship, right? It should be. Like you yeah. cannot just take take take. You have to give something back. There it should be, be that way. And yeah. so we have that too. You have people who are gatekeepers, and you have people who are like straight up like want to take up your time every day. And you're like, I can't do this. And yeah. I'm happy to give you some advice, but you, I can't spend like days and days and weeks with you. You know, it's taking away time from my business and where I make my money. Yes, so, of course. Whether Time we're mentors money. or mentees, mm -hmm. we always want to maintain a balance. And a more balanced relationship is always a healthier one anyway. Agree. I agree. And so you hold a leadership position in your company. How do women who are in real estate or maybe are licensed agents or they're looking to move up in the corporate ladder or maybe move up in the real estate, what do you suggest they do? Maybe one thing they can connect, maybe one person they need to reach out to. What, what do you suggest? Well, for, for realtors... Take your job seriously. Okay. You know, for investors, take it seriously. If you want to move up into real, uh, move up into leadership, whether you want yeah. to run a brokerage, have your own brokerage, be yeah, a team leader. Yeah, because I was I was looking at the numbers. Like there's literally very little women in as brokers. They're realtor agents. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's more than men. But when it comes to like leadership positions, as as holding a brokerage, they don't. They're not there. Well, I, like the twelve percent of CEOs are women, and we're fifty-one percent of the population. Um, and the top, I believe, there was a statistic where the top uh, four hundred people—I don't, you know—were the mixture of men and women. But the female CEOs outperformed all of them, even though there were fewer. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a bit of a glass ceiling. And even in real estate, everyone's like, oh, real estate, your own boss. Well, there's other caveats. Mm -hmm. If you're a female realtor, you're more likely to be hit up for discounting your commission. Because a lot of people have that old school assumption. Interesting. You must have a man who takes care of you. Whereas a man, oh, you must be the breadwinner. The breadwinner of the house. Which is yeah. not true. Not always true, yeah. There's so many single women. There's so many, uh, you know, the majority of single parents who have custody are women. 
So you're basically, I don't know how many times I hear friends that of mine who are women, yeah. with kids, single, they're like, man, I, everyone's just hitting me up for my commission. And understanding where that comes from is, is upsetting. Because there's an there's assumption. There's a conditioning yeah, that, that's she's been happening them. for years where we're asking yes. women to give up on money, but we're never asking the men to do that. Which is why it's easier for them to move up. And there's more women who are part-time because they have other domestic responsibilities or other mm -hmm. things they, because we tend to take more of that on as well traditionally. So there's a lot of challenges there. If you want to move up, you have to take it seriously. You have to make it full-time. You have to make it a priority. You also have to choose friends and partners in your life that respect that your business is a priority to you. Because the number one Amen. thing I see, seriously, the number one thing I see mm -hmm. derail, especially women, mm -hmm. I've seen it in men too, um, people from their success are bad relationships. And it's usually the partner uh, has insecurities about their success or mm -hmm. where they're going or that they make more money than them. Um, so that's... That's a big challenge. And women are more likely to make a huge life change for a relationship than men are. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. They will acquiesce every single time to make sure that the relationship works. But uh, will he put his little pride aside and say, you know what? My wife is an amazing woman. She's smart. She's bright. She's driven. She's ambitious. I'm going to support her in her endeavors and her dreams because, man, she's got it in her. Like, I've never heard a guy say that. Or I've heard, you know, I haven't heard that yet. Well, fortunately, I I have like my father is that kind of man. And, yeah, you know, my, my dad is, is the same way. My husband is too. But, but you're I haven't right. heard any it's, other people. It's say, few and far between. Like, it's I think it's getting better generationally because our you know our social mores are changing. Um, but it's definitely still impacts women that way far more than it impacts men. But it's I do think it's shifting and changing. Okay. And I think that the, the, the takeaway from today is like if you are a woman in a leadership position or someone who can be a mentor or a guide for the other women, take that role. Take it and, and use it to the best and the most amazing um, way that you can because these, these ladies, these women are, are seeking that support. They need somebody to kind of help them and guide them and help them through things and, and not... Um, I don't know. For me, it's always been that way because I just remember the way that I grew up. I always counted on women that lifted me out of my neighborhood. Like that was, That's they lifted awesome. me out and they told me that I did not need to be in there in that neighborhood all the time, that I had options, that I had other things that I could do, that I could go find an education, that I could become more. And I've always like thought about them and I thought, I want to be like them. I want to be able to just go back and reach other people because they did it for me. We should. My, my grandfather said once that, you know, if you go up the elevator to the top, don't forget to send the elevator down because mm -hmm. somebody sent it down for you and you may not even know who it was. Wow. So I am very, a very big advocate of supporting other women in business, hence my involvement, you know, with the Women's Council of Realtors. I was mm -hmm. president for Houston and district vice president for the state, governor two years for the state. I'm still actively involved. And because I'm passionate about sending that elevator for someone. Mm -hmm. I've come to a certain place in my life. I, nothing would make me happier to see other women get there, and other men too, mm -hmm. you know. But we're talking about women, and I think women, we need a little more help. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to get to a place, and I would 
I like the idea of doing it through an organization or in an organized way because then those mentees, those people who come on board, learn those organizational skills, learn the yes, structure, that's so learn important. how to run a business. The um, discipline, exactly. the work ethic. And you're surrounded by other women and people in the industry who are literally have joined for the purpose of empowering you. Whereas when you go to some of these seminars, these things, it's not about you. It's about what's in your pocket. Um, and not to discount anyone. Where there do are, we have that group? Do we have a group like that? The Women's Council of Realtors. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's okay. a women's real estate investment group, too. So there's even a women's business organization. I mean, I would just, I would lean more if someone is trying to learn and navigate mm -hmm. the business and the industry. And if you're collecting information, if that's the stage you're doing your homework, I would go with an uh, organization, not necessarily even an individual. Okay. Or you can, you know, do both. But mm -hmm. that gives you a broader spectrum of what's going on. A goldfish will stay the, si the size, its size is relative to the bowl, the container it's in, right? Mm -hmm. That container is like our mind. Mm -hmm. The more we expand our mind and our scope and our, and our, our network and our sphere, the bigger fish we become. Mm -hmm. If we don't do that, if we stay in our neighborhoods, if we stay in a small in mind little, frame, uh -huh. you're going to stay a little goldfish. And you're not going to be swimming anywhere. That is amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's true. It's so good. Okay, before we go, do you watch, just because this is for fun, no and this worries. is just funny, and <laughs> this is just fun. fun for me, do you watch any of the realtor shows on TV, like The Million Dollar Listing, New York, LA, I or have. Selling Sunset? Like, I just binged on Selling Sunset. It's <laughs> the, the ladies in um, in Beverly Hills that, like, dress to the nines. They're, like, so beautiful, and they're, like, doing these broker opens. <laughs> Well, I I have watched them. Yeah. I, I don't, I'll be honest, as a realtor, sometimes they annoy me because it's not realistic. It's not, yeah. You know, they'll say this is the commission potential, which means you're getting both sides of the deal. So it's this fat commission where most times you're not. Um, yeah. It's not realistic. You don't see the parts where, like, you're jumping over a fence in high heels because the front uh -huh. door won't open. Uh -huh. You're trying to open the back door because yeah. you know your client is going to love this house and you want to sell it. So I think it over-glamorizes it, and then when people get into the industry, like when COVID happened, a ton of people yeah. got their licenses. This past year, I believe, was it 2022 or 2021? The, this is a National Association of Realtor Statistics. I believe about 12,000 people did not renew their license. Oh, wow. So when people say, oh, I want to get my license for fun, I love looking at houses. I'm like, keep watching HGTV. And I think most people like looking at houses, but it's a lot harder than that. I'm like, come back to me in a year when you've been, you know, eating bread and peanut butter because, yeah. you know, it's straight commission business. And tell me how much fun that was. Mm -hmm. Tell me how often you sat by the pool on your laptop and made your millions of dollars. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun to watch those things, but I think people need Not to understand. Realistic. No, and mm -hmm. I wish there was a disclaimer like, hey, this is for entertainment purposes. Yeah, no, this is not real yes. life. And you have, cl <laughs> you have clients like that who are like, I had a, a lady I had a listing with. She's like, I want to get this $50,000 painting to put in my house, this and that. Oh. Or, and I want you to pay for the staging. I'm like, first of all, I'm not paying for your staging. Oh, well, on TV. Yes. Oh. The stagers come, the companies, mm -hmm. the furniture companies are there because they're going to be on TV. 
not going to be on TV. They're sponsoring exactly. most of the time. Yeah, to so, get their name out there. Right. Yeah. And plus, you put a $50,000 painting in your house and you put it on the MLS and someone sees a picture, they're going to break into your house and steal the painting. Yeah. Do you want the yeah, liability yeah, 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 yeah. for that from a gallery? Oh my God, that happens so much. Of for course these it women does. Who put their, yeah, who put their closets out there, they're always getting their stuff stolen. I mean, I think. And then you find out that the Hermes bags are fake. <laughs> well, this is what happens when we live in a. a, a, a a society where, you know, everything's about the flash. Oh and I gosh. think social media has helped spread so many amazing, great things. But also we're spreading a lot of this, too, you know? No, there's a lot of that, uh, that, that uh, what is it called? The luxury lifestyle brand and, um, oh, you too can make $50,000 a month by doing this. And it's so just unrealistic. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I'm just like, gosh, there's always... People who do that, but the percentage of people who get to that point is so small and minute. Of course, yeah. Um, the problem is, instead of people looking to like build their wealth and be economically sound and healthy, they're looking. They're worried about. It's more about their image. I want to look like this awesome realtor. I want to look like this amazing businesswoman, and that's the focus. It's and that shouldn't be the the focus should be financial stability and security, long term investments. Uh, you know, having money and a comfortable lifestyle. In your yeah. retirement years, especially for us, we're not going to see Social Security and mm -hmm. the next generations mm -hmm. won't either. So I think we need to be focused on what's really good for us and, uh, you know, her serves our higher good yeah. rather than what's going to get us the most likes. Yeah. Because all those people liking you when you're penniless are not going to care. Yeah. No, of course. So I, you'll be a passing thought to them. Exactly. They're going to move on to the next right thing. The next, the next uh, person's account yeah. that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Have, you know, is flashier than you. So I think it's it's important to understand that what you see is not always what you think it is, especially if it's someone who's more about flash and talking about themselves. Mm -hmm. There, you know, we ha we're fortunate to have people or influencers who talk about, like you, are imparting all this advice. Mm -hmm. You have you're mm -hmm. bringing value to mm -hmm. your audience. A lot of those people are yeah. just bringing value to themselves. You're watching me and you're making me money. Thank you. That's what they're doing. You know. Yeah. That's a great point to, to, to finish this whole thing. Guys, if you have any more questions for us, please do not hesitate to DM us at Vice by Alicia. Where can people follow you, Delara? If, uh, or um, maybe see what you're doing or maybe if you have an event coming up. Sure. Uh, well, I'm happy to give out my contact info. Yes. So my email address is delara.aubon at doma.com. It's my work address, D-E-L-A-R-A. A-U-B-O-N at Doma.com. I'm our Texas sales manager for Doma, a national title company. I'm always happy to give advice and talk to people. I do a lot of workshops as well. Uh, and people on my email list get my e-blast. My social media is a combination of personal and business because for me, yeah. all my friends are in the business, so it's not that separate. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's at Duchess Delara, D-U-C-H-E-S-S-D-E-L-A-R-A. -S -S of course, I'm on Facebook. Um, but anybody who has a question or, you know, if they want to, if we want to do a workshop together, which I'd I love to do. I know, we are. We're going to do something together. Um, I, I'm all about helping people and anyone who's interested in the Women's Council of Realtors or events. I mean, I, I'm happy to help 
point anybody in the right direction. That's amazing. And I think that's something that I definitely want to let you all in on is we are going to continue this conversation. It is a conversation that you have been asking for. So many of you send me DMs on this particular topic, this particular section, um, real estate investments. I think the conversation is just around creating wealth, um, creating a little bit of, of money for our kids, creating some sort of generational wealth for ourselves and for our children. Um, something that the white community has been doing for years, and I think finally the communities of color are starting to really get a grasp on what that is and like really coming into their own. And I definitely want to just continue bringing these sorts of conversations to you all. And so if you have any more comments or you want to know a little bit more about what's going on or you want to learn maybe how to... I don't know, get in touch with Delora and me and, um, you know, what we're, we have planned coming, you know, very soon. Just let us know. We would love to hear it. And thank you so much, Delora. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's lovely been amazing. to be here, And every time I see you, I just get this, like, amazing, beautiful energy from oh, you. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. Yeah, me my too. beautiful Scorpio uh, sister. You're yes. a lovely Leo. Oh, and I love following fixed, you, too. We're both big signs, and we're both very stubborn. Yeah, this is true. Ugh, I don't think that's I a know. surprise for anyone <laughs> No, especially my husband. Like, he's, oh, my God, he's always complaining about how stubborn I am. But he's a Taurus. So I always say I'm like a little bullfighter all the time because that <laughs> man will not move. He will not budge on anything. Well, right, I Jamal? Stubborn Jamal can, knows that. <laughs> stubborn can also be, on, on the pendulum, on the spectrum, stubborn can be persistence. So if we weren't stubborn and persistent, we wouldn't be who we are, where we are That's today. That's true. So whenever someone says stubborn, I'm like, oh, I'm persistent. Thank you for noticing. That's fantastic. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.